Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are redemption at the U.S. Open, both number one seeds out in the NBA playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals previews. Things are getting heat up, heated up in the NHL Conference Finals. Who's hot and who's not in the MLB right now? And finally, we wrap up with our blazing bets of the week. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cowell. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Tuesday night in Delaware, Ohio. Like Colton said, we're going to start out with a recap of the U.S. Open. Uh, John Rahm, after giving up $1.7 million in Dublin, Ohio, came back in San Diego, Torrey Pines, and wins 2.2. So I guess 2.2 is better than none. I guess I'd take it if somebody was giving it away. But uh, <laughs> The return on his investment was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. right. But he should have had both. Yeah. He should have had $4 million. <laughs> Right, right. Um, well, here's the thing. You know, he came on late. He was just kind of, you know, hanging in there through the first three rounds and then, you know, played a great fourth round. It was a it was fun uh, golf to watch there. We watched – Colton and I watched a lot of it together there Sunday afternoon. So, um, you know, in Oostenhusen, he kind of faded there down the stretch a little bit, had some trouble late, um, you know, was still within striking distance. But uh, give me your thoughts on the U.S. Open, Matt. Yeah, Rom was really sinking some putts, some amazing putts there towards the end that really led him to that win where Ustazen kind of kind of struggled down the stretch and that really cost him. Um, you know, looking at some of these other notables that we've been talking about, you know, it was nice to see Brooks Kepka finish up there at fourth, uh, two under, Roy McIlroy finishing at seventh at one under. But then some of these other guys that, you know, everybody's thinking could have a chance to win. You have DeChambeau. Who had a real shot on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, he, he did have a shot yeah. at one point. Yeah, I got some he, stuff he, on my he, on him. He kind of rocketed yeah. up the leaderboard yeah. early on Sunday, and you thought, oh, man, here we go. He's going to go back-to-back in right. U.S. Opens. And then well, it, talk about falling right apart. Right after that, he fell apart. Yeah. 26 I, at three over. Right? I got a little bit on his meltdown. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then, you know, Vegas, Vegas apparently does know what they're talking about because we talked last week about – if you bet on Phil Mickelson and he were, were to have won, Vegas Vegas could have gone bankrupt there last <laughs> week. But uh, Phil Mickelson ends up finishing 62nd at 11 over. Not a good tournament for him at all. No, yeah, no, no, not at all. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, nothing, you know, not, not, not to take away from Rob's, you know, spectacular victory uh, like Matt, you know, talked about. He sunk a 25-foot birdie yeah. putt on 17 and sunk an 18-foot birdie on uh, on 18. And what, then, you know, it's pretty spectacular, too, being Father's Day. He comes off comes right. off the course to his brand-new baby. Right, you know, first right. Father's Day ever for him. Well, what it a was, memory for him yeah. and for the kids. It was, it was, it was a pretty what, cool shot. When he made those, I thought I was watching a video game. I mean, I mean seriously, he was like – You, you couldn't have drawn it up right. any better. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was I, amazing. You know, a pretty nice, good reads you know, on the green. Yeah. Swooping, you know, coming in there, and it just, you know, was on target and just dropped it. The yeah, hole. I mean, that one on 17, how it curled and what dropped oh, right in the cup. Yeah, was, you could have written a better, better story there, but uh, it, it's actually interesting. No one has ever birdied the last two holes to win the U.S. Open by one shot in the previous wow. 120 really? U.S. Wow. Open. So, you know, he did something, you know, spectacular, but also made history, history in, yeah, in that right. sense. Impressive. And um, also, you know, first first major for him, and uh, he actually reclaims now the number one spot, you know, number one world ranking, ranking. Um, yeah. in, in golf and uh you know he's actually the first u.s u.s open champion from spain to ever win the u.s open so so a lot of history was made made on sunday uh but you know not only 
just John Rom, but uh, yeah, it was a real, real close, you know, tight tournament throughout the whole, yeah. you know, from day one to day four was yeah. was very tight. I know. Very I, kept competitive. Check, I kept checking the leaderboard. Boy, it was like, yeah. I mean, it was, everybody was close. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it, it, at least during the final round, there were actually six players that had a share of yeah. the lead mm. at, at one point, and there were an additional ten players that were separated by one shot. Wow. So, you know, it was a real close, real tight leaderboard. I mean, I, I think that's. You know, when, when Tiger doesn't play, you know, that's Tiger what, obviously, what golf needs you know, that, that, that's what, you know, golf watching. needs to keep people. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of the guy's name, but the Italian guy was watching him all day. Fr friend, uh, Molinari. Yeah. Molinari. Yeah. yeah. Boy, uh, he, he had a chance there at the end and he just took some putts. He just right. He, in. he was there, you know, towards the top of the leaderboard pretty much up until like, you know, the last couple of days of the tournament. And he just, yeah, he, he faded real, real quick. But, uh, it seemed like down the stretch, if you couldn't make your putts, then, you know, right, you know, right. Um, it was, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, Rom was also, you know, hitting the ball extremely well off the tee, too. Um, and, you know, we kind of talked about that in our preview last right. week that the U.S. Open courses that they pick, typically you have to be, you know, somewhat decent off the tee and, mm -hmm. and not just long ball, but you got to be accurate as well right, off right. the tee. And, you know, Rom, Rom was, was pretty good, you know. Well, and that. 17 had been tough on players all week. They talked about the box location, the – you know, the tee box location on 17 being real tough with the water and the trees. So, you know, and that came back to, to bite DeChambeau. Right. Hole 17. He was in the lead. He was five under in the lead at, at after 10 holes. And then he comes in, he bogeys 11 and 12, double bogeys 13. And his fourth shot landed next to an empty uh, Stella Artois beer case. <laughs> the only thing that would have been better is it would have been a Mick Light. Right. Since, right. That's, since that's Kepka's sponsor, right. that would have been, like, way too funny. <laughs> um, and then, that wasn't bad enough. He gets to 17 quadruple bogeys. Wow. 17. That, that looks like, uh, you know, that makes makes the players almost look human in that sense. Right. You know, right. it makes, makes you look like. Hey, that's what he gets paid to do right, that, yeah. you know. I can, I, 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 can, I, can, I, can I can get a four that. putt yeah. somewhere. Right. <laughs> I, I think I can I can go out there and play, you know, a do, quadruple do that. bogey. So but uh yeah, though no, he, he really did choke it and it was all on the back nine, you yeah. know. He really just fell apart. On yeah, that he came up nine. through on the front and then you know finished with a forty four on the back. Yeah, there's right. some something's just really in that guy's head because he, he is a he's a great golfer, but man, I don't I don't know what's going on with him at all. Right. I think yeah. I think Kepka's in his head. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was some actually some some comments in the media actually recently uh kepka said something like yeah i don't plan on this beef between me and DeChambeau. yeah it's not going anywhere like i'm well, not he's uh, having fun with it right so, I, I, mean, I think that's pretty cool and uh you know it shows in this tournament he's got nothing to worry about he, yeah. he finished above DeChambeau, you yeah. know and, and it's uh you know so he's 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 feeling the you know less pressure than than DeChambeau right, 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 right it now it seems like he's overthinking a lot right you know, right and uh pressure definitely got to him oh, down the yeah. stretch right like there i, I don't want to talk a little bit about the about the runner-up louis louis who stays in you know yeah. just kind of you know choked it there the last couple holes but uh you know finished five under you know second second place and it's kind of crazy because it's his second straight runner-up you know this year at a major uh, mm -hmm. in the pga championship he was the runner-up to phil mickelson um and actually, it's, it's also, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, Phil Mickelson, the U.S. Open being that, you know, that monster that he hasn't been able to accomplish, right. you know, getting over. He's 
finished in second, you know, several, several times. Well, actually, Did, didn't I see where Oosthuizen was second like four times? Or he's something? been actually the he's been six times since he won okay. the British Open in 2010. He's was. been the the, the runner up. Run, run. yeah. So it's uh yeah. it's crazy, you know. He he's been right there, but just can't get over the hump himself. It's like the so, tell you what, golf still pays runner up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still comes away with a nice, you know, you know, one million or so. 2010, he won the British Open. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, and since then, you know, and he was up there the whole week. Oh yeah, man, he was right at the top of the leaderboard the whole week. So I watched him that last day, and boy, some of the shots. I mean, I mean, even you know, he was in control pretty much the whole you know last final round up until the last you know few holes there, and he. You know, bogeyed some holes where Ron birdied some holes. So that, you know, was the difference maker. So, you know, that that was the third major in the, in the you know, quadruple, you know, majors. The last one we got, you know, the British Open coming up in July. So we'll uh, talk a little bit about that, you know, coming up in our you know, the, next The one guy said he has a grand slam of second place finishes. Ustaven. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the British Open here in a, in a few weeks, and uh, that'll be you know the wrap up of of the majors for for this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when we go across the drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to topic number two here. Let's start out with the NBA East. Um, uh, Atlanta Hawks uh, against the Milwaukee um, Bucks. We'll see uh, see how this goes. Atlanta, you know, put out Philly the other night. Uh, tough game. You know that game went down to the wire. It was. It, back and forth the whole game and uh, a great game to watch, but you know, Atlanta came out on top. So uh, game once tonight or tomorrow night, I'm sorry at eight 30. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, Terry, you want to start us off with your yeah, thoughts on this yeah, game? Man, uh, the, the last game, tr- well, I, th- I, I had it written down to Trey young was like 21, nine and or something, you know, something like that effect. I, just watching him. I mean, he just makes everybody around him better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it seemed to me like Milwaukee, everything they'd done prior to that game, they forgot. Mm-hmm. Or, or, sorry, not Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Not Philly, Milwaukee. Philly, 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 I'm yeah. sorry. Because uh, I, I was watching, it seemed like Joel Embiid just – I mean, he, he played well. He, but, he looked gas. I mean, he but, but you can he just gave tell he was out of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looked. And then like, uh, Ben Simmons, of course, you know he's got his problems. Oh yeah. yeah and absolutely. I just I, I was looking. I really don't know if they have a third. I thought maybe Tobias Harris, but I I didn't really he see. He got anybody. a he got a faded in the in, yeah. you know in the crucial games. And as I just well. think in big games like this, if your first two are you know, gassed or what you, right. you need that, that little spark, maybe someone you don't expect or something, you know, and I just, right. I never seen that. Right. It seemed like Atlanta had uh, control of the paint. They mm-hmm. just, I mean, they, they were kind of doing were what dumb. they wanted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as much as we talk about, you know, Trey young, he, I mean, he played good enough for them to win, but he but, wasn't, yeah, he wasn't having exceptional game. games. But yeah, he, shooting was not good. But he at was all. he was contributing in ways not ways. on the you know right. on the yeah. score sheet. You know yeah. he he was doing a lot of assists. Yeah, he's really proven himself to be a pretty credible, a, a true point guard. You yeah. know, a, a true today's NBA point guard. Yeah. Um, you know where he he's facilitating. He's he's getting other people involved, and you know. Uh, the big the big story for me has been you know the two big men for Atlanta has been you know Clint Capella and John Collins have been yeah. the difference maker for me as to why Atlanta has you know had this yeah. lengthy run in in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference right and uh, I think that you know going forward will will be uh, you know interesting to see how they match up then with the Bucks uh, with those two those two big guys but I want to talk a little bit about you know Philly because yeah like I said I, I called it. Philly, done, <laughs> done, done, done. Stick a fork in them, they are done. I, I, and I now, think so. Now, what's the team? You yeah, break, are yeah. you breaking up the team? I think now? at this point, you know, it was trust the process. 
process is done. Yeah. You trusted it too long. It's time to, okay. to, to break it okay. up. It's time. I, I think Embiid has proven himself enough that he sure. will be the centerpiece yes. of, of this new look I, I Philadelphia. But Ben Simmons, he's got to go. The, the, the fact that you can't even make a free throw, you know, in, you know, in, in crucial time. You know, to me, that's just laziness. Right. I, that's not getting in the gym. Right. Knowing your weak spot and working on it. it it's it's pure laziness. So, so they say actually his biggest problem is he he's shooting with his left hand, but he's a natural righty. So he, he should be actually shooting with his right hand. But I guess his dad taught him when he was young to shoot with his left. And everybody in the NBA has been telling him, hey, switch to your right. You'll be a better shooter. Right. And he refuses to do it. So then how can you feel sorry for the guy? You know, it's like, come on, man. It, yeah, you're you're an NBA, you're a professional athlete here. You know, you you you're shooting what do you shoot? Like 30% or something yeah. from the free I mean, throw line. That, again, it's laziness. You right. gotta get in the gym. You gotta do your work. You got you can't rely, you know, and those for a are point three guard, points you, ex- you expect that sometimes out of a big man. Sometimes they don't have the best hands, but out of your guard that's running, that's running that running your offense right you know he's going to get to the line you know he's driving to the hole he's right because you know, he not only can he not shoot free throws but he can't shoot if it ain't a layup he ain't shooting right, right. i mean he ain't making nothing so and then, and then i you know then you'd seem like shying away from taking shots right and you can't if you're going to be if easy you're gonna to lead guard, the team easy to guard then right yeah right and uh so, you know at, at some point the atlanta hawks you know kind of philosophy was Hack a Ben, you right, know, right. hack hack him, you know, he make he him beat to, us from the line. Yeah, drive to the hole, you know, we'll hack him. He ain't getting no free points on us. So. I will say in his defense that in the post-game press conference, he did own it. He did say he needed to get better. Uh now I, I do agree with what Shaq said. Why did it take him till game seven to decide he needs to get better? Right. Why it wasn't it decide game three? Right. But, well Shaq's but, one to talk about free throw. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but I, I will I will give him credit. He right. didn't shy away from it. He he did he did take credit. He did own it. Now, what he really does, if he does try to prove himself and actually do something to get better, right? We'll, exactly. we'll all see. Right. Okay. But well, to, I guess I'll oh, go ahead. But uh, you know, it, I guess then you know, moving forward, yeah, th- this Milwaukee Bucks Atlanta Hawks series gonna gonna be very very interesting. Um, you know, the the Hawks coming in kind of flying under the radar. You know, not a lot of people will even pick them to win their first round matchup right, right. with the Knicks. So. You know, the fact that they're playing now in the Eastern Conference Finals and, you know, have the opportunity to, to advance to the NBA Finals, it's, it's going to be going to be interesting. And actually, it, it's kind of, you know, uh, kind of contrast of styles, I, I think, uh, because the Hawks are actually playing better on the road. They're five and right. two so far in the playoffs on the road. And actually, Milwaukee's five and oh at home in, uh, in the playoffs. So. You know, something's got to give. Obviously, right, right, um, right. you know. So who's who's going to get the better better of the matchup? And and you know, I want to I want to say you know the Hawks get this get it done. I, I think they really Giannis in that game seven. I, I can almost compare he, compare him to to Embiid mm-hmm. towards the end of that game seven. He looked he looked gas Just running out of. And, and I think if Atlanta can use that same kind of strategy that they used against Philly. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks could be in real could be in real trouble. Well, that that was know? kind of my lead in. I think you know the Atlanta proved that if you got one big man, we can beat you. Right. So, uh, you know the Bucks are going to have to come up with something different other than just Giannis. You know, because um, they're going to go at him. You know, with a defense by committee with mm-hmm. with Collins with Capella. You know, and you know they're going to throw bodies at him and a lot of fouls to give and stuff. So. You know, we'll we'll see. I think I think I think I'm like I'm I'm with Colton. I think Atlanta's got a real shot here. I, I'm, I'm reluctant to pick them, but I think uh, 
I think they got a real shot. I think it's going to be an entertaining and, series. And I think, you know, they proved in that Philly series that they're not going to quit either. They, you know, even if the Bucks get ahead by yeah. 15, 20 points, yeah. we saw in that Philly series, you know, they game five, game, both game five and game six, they were down by 18. They were down by 26 right. at one point, came back and won both of those games. So right. I, I don't think Milwaukee can just, you know, cruise out to a lead and then rest on their laurels. I think that's the young bodies. You know, Atlanta's got a young team. Right. And, you know, and, and that Capella did make that statement. He said when, when Embiid gets tired, that's when we're going to exploit, you know, our, our athleticism when, when he's when he's tired out in the fourth quarter. So, right. you know, if they can get, you know, Giannis, Giannis you know, play that kind of same game or, you right. know, making play both ends of the floor and getting, you know, getting worn out in the fourth quarter, then, um, you know, an injury note for Atlanta that, Bogdanovich has got it. He's dealing with a knee thing. So mm, yeah, that could be, uh, that, that could be, hurt. That could be critical. He, he hit some big shots yeah, in that game. He's seven. A, kind of a three point specialist, yep. but he also is a pretty good defender too. Uh, you know, right. kind of a long, lanky well, I was gonna ask guy. You though, on, on that last Milwaukee game, what was Middleton? He didn't shoot very well. Did he? Um, actually he played, he didn't play too bad. I know he I had mean, some big shots yeah, at the end, yeah. but I was thinking, they said that one he time was, he was, he was like three for 13. He, uh, he, he had some, some, some big, some big shots made some, I, I, I can't remember his what? stat line but i want to say he had right around maybe 30 points or okay. so so okay. i mean obviously the game did go into right. overtime so there's you know maybe i'm thinking but, of drew holiday but, uh, but th- those two need to play well too I think. yeah yeah you definitely know, if Giannis, you know is gas or you know needs help he's gonna have to look to you know and I, I think i think he is thinking of holiday holiday had had a fairly yeah not, he not had a decent game, game too he, he didn't shoot the ball very right, well right, but i think right. he still had i don't know but i think that'll be points, the big so matchup trey young three for 13 and, or and drew holiday drew holiday yeah. matching up against each other but i will say looking at these two teams statistically they're, they're actually very even if you if you're just looking at them yeah. on paper at yeah, stats. right there's, there's two stats that really stood out to me though that i think could swing this series you got free, free throw percentage where the hawks shoot up 81% to the Bucks 76%. I think that could really cost the Bucks down the stretch of some games. Yeah. And then you got the three-point line where the Bucks shoot 39% to the Hawks 37%. So yeah. will, will that be enough to outweigh the the free throws you're going to miss in that percentage difference? Right. Uh, you know, I, I think those two stats could could but really well, swing the series. How many three-point opportunities are they going to get? And, and, and you've seen in the past, I'm not saying necessarily this, you know, playoffs, but you've seen like when when the Bucks aren't knocking down those threes, right. their offense kind of gets, you know, stagnant, you know, yeah. kind of they kinda, stand around they, they, they and dwindle yeah. and, and yeah. you know that that really puts a lot of pressure on Giannis to score you mm-hmm. know at the bucket get to the hole and things yeah. like that and if you can kind of pack the paint a little bit or or, or kind of contain him you just make it tough on it, it, it gets real tough for the Bucks and the Bucks I'll tell you who had a nice game was that Kevin Herter too yeah um, had yeah. 27 points for the Hawks the other day hit some big buckets out he was getting he was getting in the paint almost I, and I can't remember who I can't remember who Philadelphia had guarding him, mm-hmm. but whoever it was, they weren't guarding. They him. weren't guarding him. Right. He was getting into the paint and getting some good looks at the bucket. Right. Right. Um, so and yeah, I, I think that's 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 going to be an entertaining series. Yeah, I think. absolutely. And I think uh, you know it's it's going to be. It, I kind of like the Hawks, you know, because the Hawks kind of built this team through the draft, absolutely. you know, and I, I really kind of like teams that, I, I that respect do that more than anything. Um, sure. You know, Trey Young draft pick, John Collins draft pick. Kevin Huerter, draft pick, uh, you know, uh, DeAndre Hunter, who who didn't play very much in this past series for the for the for the uh, seven, against the 76ers, but has been a crucial piece for them, you know, in in that Knicks series and in, in the regular season was a draft pick as right. well. So, you know, they, they, they build it through the draft and then, you know, added Clint Capella through free agency, added, you know, some other key pieces through free agency. So that, you know, I, I like teams that, that kind of do it. It's, you know, kind of the golden state blueprint, if, yeah, you, yeah, if you'll sure. say. Um, yeah. 
And so I, I think the Hawks have a, have a real good shot here to, to advance to, you know, their first, you know, NBA finals in a super long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this thing definitely goes six Probably or seven. Probably about 86 yeah. might have been there last with Dominique Wilkins. I think I, I saw a stat. With the, the four remaining teams have not won an NBA, you know, championship since the NBA-ABA merger back in 1978 wow. or whatever so it was. There's going to be so, some history made so there, there, There's no some history made no matter who's, you know, yeah, who's taking, taking the trophy. Right. So. Well, let's go out to the West. Um, Suns are already up in that series one to nothing. Um, as, uh, game tonight, game two tonight um, in Phoenix. We'll see um, – <coughs> excuse me. Um, and uh, CP3's out already for tonight, and Kawhi's out. They've already ruled both of them out for tonight. So, um, who does that favor? You know, it's both their, their big guns, but but who does it hurt worse? I don't know. I, I think, to me, you know, Devin Booker uh, – you could probably give him. I mean, if there was an MVP of the of the right. playoffs, right. you could say Devin Booker. You know, between Kawhi and, and Devin Booker, but obviously Devin Booker is going to be playing a lot more games now than, mm-hmm. than Kawhi is going to. You could easily say Devin Booker has been the MVP of these playoffs if you're handing out you know MVPs. He had quite a game the other night. I mean, he has stepped in. You know, everybody. Yeah, the big question in game points, one. Yeah. You know, game one was. CP3 out, you know, yeah. how does that affect the Suns? Right. What does their offense look like, you know? And, and and they didn't miss a beat. Devin Booker filled in, played exceptionally well, facilitated the offense, you know, got a lot of buckets, and, and you know, they did just enough, you know, defensively as well to, to limit, you know, the Clippers' opportunities. Well, the wild card is uh, Aiton, DeAndre yeah. Aiton. Yeah, yeah, he's having a good series. Right, yeah, he's he's having a good a good series, a good playoffs. I, yeah. I just really am high on this Phoenix. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I play, I they play you know, what good good team ball. Just, you know, and Booker, not only did he score 40 points, he had 13 boards and 11 assists. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Triple, triple double there. Right. And, uh, yeah, he, he has been, you know, has stepped in really well. And, and I, with it being in Phoenix, I think that helps as well. Sure. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think the Clippers do go down 2-0. And that's not uncommon. They, right. Their first They've two series have been, been in two zero holes. They're both used to series. that. No big deal. And, but I, I it think shows we, they don't panic. I don't think we're talking enough at the same time about Paul George, what he's done in Kawhi's absence. You know, we, we talked about. Well, it let's our be show. honest. We all said they were done right. after we, we, Kawhi we, went down, yeah, and we said and Paul, Paul George, George said well, no. Hold, no, hold, 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 hold the, phone. the phone. Not so fast. Right. I, I can still carry a team. Yeah. You know, I, I you know wasn't too long ago I was carrying the team in Indiana, and he's you know he he's showing. What what he did in Indiana, yeah. he just needs you know a little bit more help you know from from you know I I don't I'm not worried about Paul George it's it's that supporting cast yeah, around. Well, that's what I was looking at that boy yeah. Rondo had nine Patrick Beverly with two yeah well, I, I mean and here's on. and here's another thing on that Marcus Morris is questionable for yeah. game two right and, and he only played kind of that second you know yeah. well, because he behind. had what, 24 I think. yeah yeah it, it, he it, only uh, played 27 minutes the yeah. other night and uh, you know he's and he's questionable. Or at least uncertain they listed him for for game two. So right, yeah. well, I think it was that game five. It was that uh, Terrence Mann who really yeah. you know, exploded yeah. and came yeah. out of and nowhere and, yeah. and really they needed. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. So yeah. I mean, right. if, if if that supporting cast can help Paul George, you know they'll be right in this thing. Right. But you know to, to answer your dad's original question about you know being without Paul or being without Leonard, which does it hurt worse? You would think the Suns, but you know they they've already played it once, right. and it it, yeah. it clearly hurt the Clippers worse. I think right. I, I think it does. I think I, I mean as good as CP3 is, I think um, just their role, different roles on the team. Yeah. I think the the um the the Clips not having Kawhi 
hurts them more than the Suns not having CP3. And I think that's just how this this Suns team is. Yeah, built. Just, you know, I, I they, agree. They I they agree. are they're a team. They're not right. you know right. one guy or one or two yeah, they guys. They have another guy come, they, come and run run the point. And... If I remember correctly, they have all five of their starters average double dig, double digit points right. per yeah. game. Yeah. So you know they Spreading they the get wealth. they get points from from a lot of different places. Um, it's just a matter of you know CP3 is kind of that you know veteran you know leader that kind of leads these young guys, but yeah. the young guys they, they they don't seem to be you know well, they, they've got that confidence right, now. Right, they, it's they, like okay, we're we're through this thing. Well, right, think, now we get the feel for it. Right. That when the Clippers made that deal for Rondo, that he was going to assume that role. Right, but I really haven't seen that. Yeah, right. I, I I've never been a fan of Rondo. Me, me, neither, me neither. Me neither. And it, yeah, I just don't. I I don't know that he is the same player that he was right he right was he's, he's well, I, I don't think i don't think the clippers are using him right either because right. i think they want him to kind of score for them and he's not a he's scorer. never been yeah, a scorer, never been a scorer. Yeah, right. so he's I, never really had a great jump I, shot i, I don't and, think that was well, really I, I don't think he was the answer to what they needed at right. the time. And, and, yeah terry going back to your guy that you talked about that deandre ayton um yeah. uh he's averaging 15 and a half points and okay. shooting an amazing 72 percent wow. so far wow. in the playoff. Right. okay right. wow yeah, yeah right yeah. and but and then and you know sunday had 20 points and nine boards, boards so yeah. so he's getting his name in the stat book yeah. too doing right. doing a nice job for him yeah well absolutely. see that that is what your traditional big man that's what you want out of them mm -hmm. yeah they don't need to give he's you got, 40 and 20. he's right. got really good footwork for a guy yeah. at 6 11. Yeah. he really moves very well for a guy that's six foot eleven. Right, so. absolutely. Um, so, so, so if we look, look so ahead, who to do you we... like in game two then, and who do you like in the series? I, I, you know, kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think the Suns get it done again tonight with it being in Phoenix again. You know, this is it. Like I said, an unfamiliar territory for the Clippers. They've been down 2-0 in every single series and have found a way to, you know, get it done. But I just think the Suns are a different animal. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm honestly thinking maybe four, four one, maybe. Um, I, I just. I think maybe the yeah, the Clippers get one at home when they go back to Los Angeles, but this Suns team is just it, See, they're playing of, hot, you know, no are. pun intended. They they're the yeah. Suns. They're they're playing they're hot. They're on uh, fire. Um, but yeah, we, I, I actually wrote down the same thing. I, I have the uh, the Suns winning this thing in five. I, I just I I think the the Clippers have expended way too much energy taking you know those early two two zero right. deficits and their other playoff rounds right. and, and now being without Leonard yeah. and I don't I think just, he's I coming back at all. No, I, I think he's how yeah. long however long even if it goes Game Seven I don't think Kawhi I think he's done. So. Yeah. Which, which so if we get which what we're terrible. talking about I, it, it's going to be pretty cool point. in the finals to see two teams that have really built themselves mm -hmm. through the draft right playing right. for the finals. Yeah, which which makes it you know interesting. Which makes it you know. I, you know, I, I kind of talked about it, you know, when the Mavericks got put out, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Suns yeah. to get, you know, not just for the Suns, but for CP3. You know, he's always been so right. close, so close and just a stand up guy. And, you know, I, I just, you know, want want to see him, you know, finally get get yeah. a ring, you know, and so. I, you know, I, he came in as a free agent, but really a free agent that not a lot of people wanted. Right, I mean, they yeah. thought he, he was on the downside of yeah, his career. So, so was, I mean, I still like that the Suns have built it. The right. way a team should be. Built oh yeah, I mean, outside ground. of CP3, yeah. pretty much every other player on their team is it's a draft, draft pick. pick. So Absolutely. you know, I, I think uh, that that to me is is better than on the flip side with Los Angeles signing sure. you know Kawhi and it, Paul George. And so if ultimately that is the finals, does that does that say anything to all these guys who keep trying to to make these build big these super teams? And, right, right. I, I mean, do do they feel any less excited about winning? Accomplished, yeah. Right, yeah right, I mean. Right. Yeah. Well, see, know. it seems like maybe they should shift the focus more on getting role players rather than 
Right. You're, you're superstars. Yeah. 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 Kate, because with the injuries, in case your superstars go down, you I mean, you saw it a lot this yeah. year. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a, you know, big names. That's going been down. really been the story of the whole playoffs is yeah. the injuries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. We ready to move on to yeah. some hockey news? Yes, sir. All right. Very good. Let's start out in the East. Um, Tampa Bay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, think about that. That's like getting beat 56 to nothing in football. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, you know, that's yeah, eight un- goals is yeah, that's amazing. Right? What, yeah. what do you do after getting beat by eight? I mean, uh, yeah. Can you recover? They're down. It, it was six to nothing after a second period. The, yeah. the Islanders are now down, you know, three to two. They just got spanked eight to nothing. How do you come back? How do you? So I, I think sometimes in hockey that it's a little easier than it sounds just because Eight goals in hockey, it's it's almost laughable. You almost just quit playing. You don't even care anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think you almost just let that fly off your head and, and you come back. Because that happens a lot in hockey where yeah. a team gets blown up and then next night. They well, it happened to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it sounds awful and it sounds like it would be demoralizing, but it may not be as bad as, as it really sounds mm-hmm. for, yeah. for the Islanders. Yeah. I think, okay. you know, I, you know and, and it's nice, you know, they're going back to New York now. Right. And obviously – they, you know, got got a couple games there in New York to tie mm-hmm. the series back up. Um, so, you know, they they played well at home. They'll have that home, you know, that rock is, you know, what about the rock suspension? in New York, New York, uh, you know, atmosphere and things like that. But yeah, eight nothing is definitely not something you want to, you know, you don't. You, the momentum is definitely on Tampa Bay's side going into this. Right. But like Matt, you know, like Matt said, I think at, at some point. They're down, you know, three nothing. They're down four nothing. They're yeah, like, the all right, we're, we're yeah. throwing in the towel. We're, it, we're just gonna, it still only counts as one loss. Right. We're, we're we're just gonna, you know, get through this game. Yeah. Let's start looking ahead to game six. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think that's a mentality you kind of gotta have is we're, we have another game to play. You know, yeah. that we're we're gonna live to see another day in the, in the playoffs. So. I, I but think, all that said, I do think Tampa wins game right, six. Right, yeah. I, I think in the end, you think they Tampa, Tampa is just playing, you know, too tough They're right too now. They, they got, you know, good goalie play. They're they're scoring enough goals to get it, you know, get it done. I, I think, yeah, game six, yeah. Tampa closes it it'll out. It'll be a lot closer. The Islanders not used, be eight, yeah, I don't think it'll be eight. No, obviously yeah. it'll be eight. They, they used two goalies the other night. First, Sorokin, I think is how you pronounce it, um, gave up five goals on 26 <laughs> shots. And, yeah, yeah. And then they brought in – Barlamov, I think it is, three yeah. goals on 16 shots. So it didn't get any better for him. But, you know, <laughs> right. at that point, really, the game was out of reach. Right, so, right. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I'm like you guys. I like Tampa Bay to close this thing out in the next game, um, win it in six. So let's go on to the West. Uh, we got a game tonight in Sin City, um, the Canadiens against the Golden Knights. You know, and the Montreal just keeps defying all logic. I mean, <laughs> they just keep hanging in there, yeah. hanging in there. Every time you want to write them off, they come in and say, Hey, they squeaked in. All right. And I looked up some stuff and the Vegas, they lead in every statistical category yeah. against Mont against Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Like goals per game, shots per game, goals given up per game. I mean, they're blowing them away in every, except for one. And one I found interesting is, the Canadians have scored nine shorthanded goals. Wow. So that's a gritty team yeah, right there. That's yeah. a team that, that does not give up. And mm-hmm. we've seen that this whole this whole playoff. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. just they're just a team that goes out they there. They're gonna go way easy. Yeah. And so. I, I you know, so that that series is tied two to two in game five tonight, like I said in Vegas. Who do you like in that? You know, my biggest question for for tonight and the rest of the series really is who's gonna be in net for uh, Las Vegas? They mm-hmm. they uh, pushed uh, Flurry out their last game. They brought their other guy in, and you know this is the fourth time this has happened to Flurry, where in the playoffs he's been pushed out of net. 
never came back. Oh. It's he's been so good throughout his career. I just don't understand it. I, I can't either. get a grasp on it. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think he, the only thing that, you know, you could say, you know, he did make a mental mistake in that game three, you know, Kicking whether, whether or not, you know, that call, obviously it did cost him the yeah. game because they wind up losing yeah. that game. But, in overtime. You know, yep. it, that it's, was the tying goal. Yeah. So, you know, it is an interesting move. They do make, you know, the change in game four. I mean, I don't know if I would have, you know, the guts to, make the switch right. because he's been so so good so good throughout the whole playoffs and he makes you know one mental error and you're ready to pull pull the guy i don't know if i was you know had <laughs> right. the guts to do that but it worked but it worked for him yeah. but i think going forward you gotta have him yeah. in the goal oh, i mean yeah. he, he's, he's i don't know you will like i yeah. said this is the fourth time it's happened to right him. I, I, every I, time he, he he's never gotten back in goal right until well, the they, following and they, season and they pretty much rotated him all season right right um so, you know, and I don't know if that was to give Flurry rest because, you know, he is an older player at 36. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. But, but I like, I like, I like Vegas going, going forward. I think if, if Andre Flurry, you know, does continues to do what he's done so right, far, right. if Vegas puts him back in the net, they got a real shot to, you know, win, win the game. Because if you look at all these games, none of them have been, you know, outside of game one, none of them have been blowouts. Right. So, you know, I, I, I and I tend to side on better goalie goalie play, Absolutely. and I think Vegas has the better goalie play than than the Canadians. So okay, I, I, I like you know I, I think it does. I, I'm not saying I, I think it goes Game Seven though. I think we're we're going another Game Seven for for Las Vegas here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think ultimately the Vegas will come out on top. But you know, it's going to be another interesting interesting series. So All right. yeah. You know, both both sports we've been talking about, NBA and NHL, it's been some entertaining playoffs. These yeah. teams are taking them to the limit, and been been, been exciting month. It's been very competitive. I have a, I have a question. You know that the you know for the for the NHL playoffs, the, you know they kind of divvied up the divisions. They're not the same as they normally would, where mm -hmm. you would have the traditional East versus you know right, West right, kind of right. you know you can have. You yeah, know, I mean we're calling it that, but that's right. just the way it worked right. out. Do you guys like that format, or 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 do you think you know because the NBA has kind of thrown around the idea of not really seeding teams based on East West or mm -hmm. what? It's just the eight best teams or 12 best teams, no matter if they're East, West, whatever, and just putting them in the, you know, the bracket, seeding them based on record. What, what, what do you guys think? So I, I, go ahead, Matt. I, I like the idea in the NBA. If, if you play everybody, mm -hmm. see, that's what I don't like about how the NHL did it this year. You yeah. didn't play everybody right. all season long, right? You played in your conference and mm -hmm. that was it. Right. So I, I, I don't like how, how they got to the teams mm -hmm. where I, I think if you play everybody, then it doesn't matter. Then mm -hmm. you take the best, well, with Eight, the restrictions being, being lifted now, they'll be able to play everybody. Right. right. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is something that the NHL is right. going to adopt going they're, forward. They're this was obviously not. something that they did just because of the circumstances. Yeah. I have, you know, obviously the season's not over. Yeah. So the NHL will evaluate after the season whether this was good, bad, you know, something they want to do going forward. Right. I, I just think, yeah, it's been I, kind of interesting to see. And I guess the reason I say that, though, is because some of these conferences are just loaded. Oh, and, yeah. You know, you oh, have very yeah. good teams that aren't even going to make the playoffs because right. their conference is loaded. Right. right. If you're playing everybody, you have a chance to win those games, get your points, mm -hmm. get yourself in the playoffs. Yeah, so. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. To me, yeah, you can do the 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 top twelve teams or whatever as long as you're playing everybody. Right. So you get a kind of uh, a good depiction of who really are yeah, the elite even playing teams. Yeah. I, I think it just makes it interesting in the playoffs because you get to see some matchups that you otherwise wouldn't get right. to exactly. see yeah. unless they all you know made yeah. it to the finals. Definitely I, I think, this year. Yeah, you yeah I, I think that that. For me, and I think maybe that has something to do with why the NHL playoffs 
has been so interesting yeah. this year is because yeah. You know, you, guys you, know don't each have, other. you don't yeah. have the traditional, you know, divisions mm-hmm. like they normally do. So it'll be this interesting. This formula to, seems to be working. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see, right. you know, what the metrics well, let, are. How, let's get know. to our uh, – let's wrap this up with the NHL. Let's get to our MLB uh, teams that are hot, teams that are not. Colton, you want to start us out? Yeah, so right now, uh, me, you know, hot hot team for me right now is the, the Tampa Bay Rays. They're uh, they're sitting at forty three and thirty, actually second in the AL East, only a half game behind the uh, the Red Sox there. And actually, that division is kind of you know a jumbled jumbled mess um, sitting there with the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the and the Rays. Um, but you know, if you remember, you know, last year the Rays, um, you know, lost in the World Series um, against uh, against the Dodgers, and uh, you know, but and they traded away their their star pitcher Blake Snell over the off season. So you thought, what is this team? Who how are they going to do? You know, are they going to be the same? And, and and if I remember correctly, they had like the lowest payroll in baseball mm-hmm. and were able to make it to the World Series. Right. They kind of kept the same team they had, with you know, and it's and they're proving it's not a flash in the pan. You know, those same players that were good last year for their for their World Series team are the same players that are stepping up and playing well for him this year. So they're led by their, their stud, their stud pitcher, Tyler glass. Now he's got a five and two record, 2.66 ERA, 123 strikeouts of about good for about almost nine strikeouts a game. So he's playing well. Um, Matt, what, what you got for your hot team? Yeah. The hot team I'm looking at right now is the San Francisco giants. They currently have the best record in baseball at 46 and 26. They've won wow. seven of their last 10 games mm-hmm. and they lead the majors in home runs. They're fourth and run scored at fourth and ERA. Wow. I mean, they're just hitting on That's all a cylinders. recipe for winning yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, looking at, you know, kind of the, the different, you know, sports, you know, MLB sports insiders, like previews before the season, they were projected to be like towards the bottom in their, in their division. Right. Um, you know, like at least fourth or fifth in their, in their respective division. Yeah. So they're, so, they're really playing over their heads right now. Yeah. Hopefully they can keep it up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, well, who's not hot? <laughs> well, we, we, you know, we did a segment like this, you know, on one of our previous episodes, you know, kind of when MLB season kind of got started yep. and my not so hot team at that time was the New York Yankees. And my not so hot team still the New York Yankees. Yeah. Uh, even though their record has improved, that from just where, breaks my heart. You know, <laughs> yeah, improved from where they were. You know, they're still third in the AL East, four and a half games behind the Red Sox. They're definitely not getting what their money pays for, right? And, for sure. and they were, you know, all of the all of the insiders were picking them to be the first team in that AL East, yeah. and by a significant margin. And, and Matt talked about it. They're tied for 24th in runs scored in the MLB, 21st in hits. They're actually 11th, you know, top, towards the top in home runs, and uh, you're towards the bottom actually in, in RBIs. So those so, home runs must be nobody on base. Right, they're just getting just solo getting shot. shots, you yeah. know, and and so well, you that's know, when the, you go. That's what happens when you go out and guys get guys that they either hit a home run or they strike out. Right, and uh, culprit of that. John Carlos Stanton mm-hmm. making Does 20, ever play? $29 million this year. He's 183rd in runs scored. Oh, geez. 125th in hits. Actually, towards the top in home runs. He's he's 35th in home runs, but he has a 265 batting average. And, and I just don't think for a guy you're paying $29 million, that's where you want him to be right now. Uh, I'll one up you on the not hot player then. We'll go with uh, Jason Hayward of the Chicago Cubs. He's mm-hmm. a $23.5 million man. 
He's become nothing more than a platoon center fielder. He's currently batting 173 with five home runs and 14 RBIs on the season. He struck out 42 times. Yeah. That guy is not giving the Cubs their money worth. <laughs> right, I'll tell you what. Right. Well, let me let me give you somebody who I think's hot. Okay. And it's not a player. Oh. Terry Francona. Okay. All right. Tito all right. is doing a phenomenal job up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Going into last night's game, four of our five starters, our starting rotation from the opening season, were out injured. Wow. And in the middle of the game last night, our fifth starter went down. Savali came out yeah. with a with a finger, and they thought maybe it was just a blister, but then they looked like a finger injury. So, yeah. you know, it, you know, and he's keeping them in the hunt. They're three and a half games behind the White Sox. Still playing good ball. That he's throwing everything at him. He can throw at him. So right, right. I, I give Tito the nod there. He's doing a hell of a job managing that team this year. Yeah. No. And uh, you know, on the flip side, you know, my hot hot player yeah. of 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 it. You know, I would say right now, you know, we talk about his dad a lot, but Vladimir Guerrero Ooh, Jr. Wow. Is, is hot. Right I, now. I actually had the same guy for my hot say, player. Any as well. of the, there was like three players on Toronto. That, yeah. yeah. The, the, the first, you know, hot first baseman from from Toronto. From Toronto Blue Jays, Ooh. you know, Blue Jays not playing, you know, as a team very good, right. but you can definitely say the but success that they do yeah. have is because of, of, of him, you know, Vlad the Impaler, third, Jr. Third in runs scored, fifth in hits, for, tied for first in home runs in the league, first in RBIs, and batting a hot 337 wow. in, in the MLB right now. So Woo. he definitely is is the hot player player right now I like in, my, it. in my book. And I like it. Uh, we'll see how how it goes um, going forward. I think he recently just made some comments. Unfortunately, he will not be participating in the home run derby mm, this year, uh, which is you know, bad. unfortunate to see. But, you know, there'll be plenty of other guys that will step up. Because in Colorado, I'm sure he'd hit some moonshots. Right, right. Um, but, uh, Matt, I know you you had Vladimir Guerrero. I don't know if you have some other stats that maybe I didn't look at. But... Uh, actually, no, I had all those same stats you pulled, okay. you know, the Vlad Guerrero. But then I also uh, didn't talk about my not-hot team, which I had the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay, okay. They're wow. currently last in the MLB with a record of 21-53. and 53. They're 1-9 over their last 10 games. Their ERA is 5.31. They're on pace to lose, like, what, like 113 games? Yeah, or something. it's going to be something awful. Yeah. Yeah. They're, awful. Just, they're not playing like the team that they, they used to be. Yeah, since right. Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning no-hitter, they're like 5-35 and 35 or 5-40 yeah. and 40 or something. Yeah, yeah. and I think they right. set a record or something like that for, like, 23 straight well, they had, losses on they, the road. Yeah. Or well, they had, the road. they had yeah. two streaks where they lost 13 in a row two different times oh, in, wow. this, in the month of June, I oh, think, wow. or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, you guys want to move on to our blazing bets? Yeah. Let's do yeah it. Let's All right, go ahead and get started, Terry. What you got for your blazing bet of the week? I, I'm taking, I'm taking the Phoenix Suns. Okay. All right. Now, Vegas, they're 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 minus one ninety five. Mm-hmm. So, if, and now, Nicole, does that work if they bet a, if you bet a hundred? You're gonna. So they're they're the favorite because I, I don't ever yeah, know how that yeah, works. Yeah, they're 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 the betting favorite. So you're. They not, said seventy percent of the money's going on. Right. Going so on you know you're not gonna win as much money as if you're betting the underdog, uh, obviously. But uh, you know one one ninety five, you're getting you're almost getting half of your investment okay, back. Okay. Um, so you know. You bet almost, you know, minus 200. If you bet, you know, $100, you're getting 50 bucks back. So, because okay. right. I just, I think this thing without, without Kawhi, we, we've seen it firsthand. We know the Suns can win without Chris Paul, mm-hmm. but we know this, the, the Clippers struggle yeah. without Kawhi Leonard. And I just think today, Suns get it done. Suns get it done. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll take the second bet here. I, I'm going to go bet on my uh, Vegas 
Golden oh. Knights again this <laughs> okay. week. Uh, right. I'm, I've, I've split with them, but I like them coming back home to Sin City with, you know, with their goal play. And, and I just think they, at some point, I got to believe that the Montreal Canadiens weaknesses are going to show up. <laughs> so I, I'm taking Vegas tonight in right. Sin City. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Fellas, I finally got on the winning streak last week. I finally get one for, for the for the old skipper there one last in a row. week. Yeah. So I'm looking to continue that streak this week. Another MLB game. I got the San Francisco Giants. Uh, like Matt said, top of the NL West, 46 and 26, going up against the Los Angeles Angels, who are sitting at 500, fourth in the AL West. I got the game that's uh that's tomorrow night or tomorrow actually afternoon, 407 Eastern time. Um so they, they'll play game one tonight, and this is actually the second game of only a two-game series. Uh, but the Giants got Kevin Gaussman sitting at 8-1 and one with a 1.51 ERA with 103 strikeouts going up against the Angels' Shohei Otani, who's, you know, if you've heard the name, he's the two-way player for, for the Angels. He's a pitcher and a hitter. He's the favorite, I think, in the AL to win the MVP. Wow, he's, um, be. He's, he's sitting at a pitching record of three and one with a 2.7 ERA with uh, 73 strikeouts. And he actually will be participating in the home run derby. So that will be you, interesting. You know, if you're the Angels, how do you let him participate in the home run derby? I, I mean, know. that's I, that's just asking for a pitcher to, to get hurt. Right. I mean, oh. so yeah, the Angels got a little bit more confidence than we do. But right. Giants right now, eight and two in their last 10 games, Angels six and four in their last 10 games. I think it's going to be a little bit of a pitcher's duel here, but I think uh, the Giants, you know, get it done. They're the they're actually the favorite. If you bet a hundred dollars on them, you're going to win ninety dollars and nine cents. So, right. you know, I, I think they'll they'll get okay. it done. Very good, Matt. So, so last week I tried to take what I thought was going to be the give me in the Clippers after <laughs> wow. Kawhi went out, and that, we, that, we, we that, baited you. We that, baited that, you. That really bit me in the behind. So, you know, yeah. th this week I, I went about as tough as possible here. Okay. I went to the MLB and I'm taking the Dodgers versus Padres game, which is tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dodgers have Trevor Bauer on the mound against the Padres. Uh, Joe Musgrove, Bauer seven and five on the season with a 2.45 ERA. Musgrove's four and six on the season, but he has a 2.28 ERA. Uh, the Dodgers lead the Padres in almost every major statistical category, but they are close. And I, I think so in this game, I think Bauer's going to get slightly more run support than. Uh, than what Musgroves does, and I think the Dodgers will ultimately win the win a close one here. So you know, I'm, I'm going with the Dodgers. Okay, you know Bowers RPMs are down though. That's all they're talking about. Hey, real quick, can we get into this thing with the NCAA and the Supreme Court ruling? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Another shutout and a 9-0 decision. Yeah. The Supreme Court ruled in in favor of the players. And you know, I'm no lawyer, but uh, the Supreme Court, is my understanding, they upheld the decision of the district court that the NCAA is violating antitrust laws by placing, placing limits on the education-related benefits, yep. okay, if you follow that. Mm -hmm. So this decision allows schools to provide an unlimited compensation to a player as long as it is some way connected For to education. their education. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me what you guys think that means. So that's laptops, iPads. Does it does it mean, anything does it helps mean, you in school? Does it mean shoes and, yeah, and I mean, pants? And, you got to have clothes to wear. But I mean, I, that's that's about limited anyway. I was gonna say, can't anything be linked, linked to their education? Well, yeah, they the basically declared that they were a monopoly, didn't they? I mean, I mean, yeah, I think at this point, yeah, using a vague term like you know, educational benefits. Yeah, I mean, right. 
can you almost twist it to be? But anything? I think the NCAA could go the other way on it and, and and twist it to this isn't an educational benefit, and I don't think you're going to lose a court case. Boy, Supreme way. Justice right, Kavanaugh, so though, he let him have it. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 definitely going to be interesting. I think uh, the NCAA has more than just this to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the bigger thing is going to be name and likeness. I, yeah. I think this 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 ruling is going to have less to do with play, pairs getting played and making money than uh -huh. the name and likeness issue that, okay. that's still out there. And, and that and that's another point. As I was doing some research on this, they said that like now 19 states have passed a law first. that will allow players to re receive money from third-party endorsements mm -hmm. and i think that that's goes name, yeah that's the name and, and that's wow that's that's huge i yeah. think and I, I think yeah i think when, you know we're talking about this you know big you know question mark in college sports right now i think yeah like i said i think i think the NCAA has a lot more i wouldn't say to worry about but a lot more questions to, to answer than just this one i yeah. think you know we, we can go on and on well, because now, now my, my question is mm -hmm. now if you're a five-star recruit and you're getting recruited do the coaches and a representative show up Right. To I mean, recruit you. You got I mean, Nike coming or you got to, I you mean, because let's say the Fiesta Bowl, for example, Coca-Cola could take five of the best players, let's mm -hmm. say, and say, we'll give you endorsements. Right. And, and they could, they could take it. You're right. You know? Right. It'll be yeah, definitely interesting. And, you know, like I said, I think, you know, the NCAA has some, some interesting questions to answer, you know, going forward with this name and likeness stuff, because now you're getting into it where do you pay you know the women the same as the men right you know right. And, and and i think i think that's going to have to ultimately be you get what your worth is mm -hmm. and 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 not to say the women aren't that, that sounded that sounded wrong the way i just uh, said under that. But, under title but, nine but what you can get right i, I don't think you're going to have to be even under title nine yeah with, with name and likeness I, I don't think it's possible yeah because there's not going to be a single there's, there's not going to be a single person out there who's going to pay the woman star athlete for the basketball team that has you know say 5,000 fans to mm -hmm. the, the men's basketball team who has 50,000 fans. Right? Yeah, it basically just, goes back to return your on your investment. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and so, so the way it, it sounds bad, but it, it's it's more like Rob said, your return on investment, you, you got to get your money's worth out mm -hmm. of it. So you can't just be paying them the same thing. Right. And, and I think also not even, you know, men, women, but even players on the same team. Does the quarterback make the same as the punter? Does the offensive yeah. starting left tackle make the same as the star wide receiver? I it think does. I think you have a lot of issues no, that you got to work out because yeah. you know you, you you got you know the men women dispute, but then you got even dispute on your own team, like right. you know, it, and amongst and uh, amongst even sports, you know, does yeah. the football team make more than the basketball and team? Or, you know? I mean, you know, uh, notoriously the Big Ten, you know, they're Big Ten fans spend money like it's right. no tomorrow and, and in who, football. Who pays this out? Is it like yes, a large basketball that's going to be paying? Right. right. Is it is it a large pool of money that the NCAA has controls? Control of, yeah. Or does it come from the school? Or you know, yeah. I think I think ultimately it'll be the players get an agent, and it's going to be up to them to get what so they it's basically can get. be like the NBA or NFL or yeah. MLB. Right. And, 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 and I'm I'm not. I'm not liking the way this is all leaning. It's, I, I, it's not college. I think I think it I think it created more questions than it solved. Yeah, I, I really think like do. I said, we, we got a, definitely a lot more questions that the NCAA has to answer before they can say 100% that this thing is ready to go or you know ready to roll the red carpet out and here we go. I think they have a lot more well, things they got to nine consider. Days to the <laughs> they got a lot more things to consider and a lot you know a lot more time to put in because even even if they roll out some policy at the beginning of this year or you know beginning of next year. I still don't think it's going to be perfect. They're going right. to have to, it's going to be have to be something that's going to need to be tweaked, you know, going forward, moving forward. Um, that you know, it's it's going to be a little bit of a of a of a catch all um, kind of deal. So 
I, I think the NCAA has, has a lot more questions to answer than just, you know, this, this Supreme Court ruling. You know, so I, you know who I see getting rich? Mm. Lots of attorneys. Yeah. I know that's the litigation on this is just, well, just, they said the NCAA's already paid $73 million to litigate. Right. And I, I think, you know, we already kind of talk about some of the problems the NCAA has about, you know, certain rulings or, you know, not being, you know, fair consistent. and, you know, consistent. Yeah. Consistent, I think, is the word I was looking for there of, of rulings where what a, team A does the same as team B, but team A gets punished more than team B, right. you know, and, and I think, you know, with this all whole, of this, this I, whole transfer protocol yeah. and I, the this, NCAA uh, is definitely in some hot water or, you know, definitely at the, is hot, there going to you know, be an NCAA? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's definitely, yeah. So some a hot topic, you know, going forward wow. that, uh, you know, I, don't know but I think once this, once this is all said and done, there's going to be about five teams that can compete for a national championship every year because right. they can pay Sport. more. Yeah. Right. It's, it's going to be your Ohio States of the world. It's going to be your Alabama's of the world. Right. Michigan has a large fan base as they come. They'll be up there competing probably better than they are now because they'll be able to pay more. Right. So that, that should and help them. To me, that's not but, the way it should be. Right, absolutely. It, yeah. it should be – you should be able to recruit your number of guys on an even base and, and – you know who has the best coach and team should win, but right. not not who has the most money. But right. I think that's how it's going to end up being. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. But I, I would love to talk to an athlete about about this. Somebody who's been through it because I, I do I do get their I get I their mean, side yeah, too. I, they totally put in a whole lot of work and get they, very. I, I mean, they do get their education, and yes. I, I think a lot of them look past that because yes. that's not their ultimate goal. Right. But I can also see their point where they're earning millions and millions of dollars for, for the university, and they, right. they see and, and we've nothing, seen it a so. lot of times with I athletes, agree, you know, in the past, you know, star athletes that yeah are bringing in these millions of dollars, and then they have a freak accident or they have you know an injury that pretty much ruins their right. career. And nobody cares. About and then it after that, it's like ah, oh, the college is kind of hands off. Oh, ah, yeah. you're not winning us games. You're not bringing us in money. Eh. You're, you know, you're with the common folk now. So, I mean, I can see both sides of this, but I, they mm -hmm. need to find some way to do this where they can keep all teams on a level playing field, right, or right. it's not going to be, it's not going to be, I mean, you're going to see the fair. small, I mean, your mid majors or your small teams. They'll I mean, how do they even, I mean, how do you even, because they don't necessarily even have the budget now, right. you know, to compete in college. Football. I guess, or or do, you, do you, do you reorganize the NCAA to, Okay, you have this kind of budget, so this is your conference. Right, this right. is your league. You yeah. have this kind of budget, this is where you're yeah. gonna go. It, it's you it's know. a mess. It definitely yeah. is not, you know, like something said, that's I think gonna it, be solved it, overnight. I think it caused more questions than absolutely. it solved. Yeah, so. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up for tonight. We're gonna come back at you live next week on Wednesday night um, from Delaware, Ohio. Uh, you guys got anything you want to add in closing? Uh, yeah, we just uh, you know follow us on on Instagram. We got you know Instagram fired up uh, underscore podcast, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Fired up, uh, fired up comma sports podcast. You can find us there. Search for us. Uh, we'd love uh, love you guys to you know follow us on Instagram. You know like us on Facebook. Uh, you know and then you can catch our you know catch our episode. You know over the next coming days, we'll be across all podcast platforms: Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Pretty much anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, you can find us. Yeah, but so. I'm, I'm going to throw out my bag here. We we just we, we got to get some people on here live. <laughs> It'll be so much more fun if we can get some people calling in and, right, and right. interacting with us, guys. I right. mean, th this is what makes it fun. I mean, we have a lot of fun talking to each other, but to get a whole other viewpoint on this stuff w would be a blast. Yeah, so. hit us up with your questions too, like Colton yeah, said. Yeah, uh, even in advance. ahead of time in Facebook, give us. Don't don't blindside us the you know five minutes before the show <laughs> or something, but, but yeah, because we're we're not that smart, but um, you know. Give us something. Give us something to work with. But yeah. we do appreciate you listening. And uh, 
you know, the fans that are out there that do, you know, tune in and look into our, listen to, you know, past episodes. We do appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thank and uh, stay fired up.